ladies and gentlemen, probably just gentlemen, it is time. Week one of the EMP Fantasy Football League is here. Welcome to the EMP Podcast. I am your host, at DGutierrez84. Some people just call me Daniel, whatever, on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, the Daniel Gutierrez Show, just because I like my little show. Uh, you can listen to me on Coinboy's podcast. You can listen to me on uh, on the Daniel Gutierrez Show. And I'm also doing a Scooby-Doo podcast. I'm not talking in it, but I really enjoy it. If you like Scooby-Doo, let me know. I'll, t- I'll tell you what podcast it is because the guy who's doing it is really, really good. And we're going to actually have some people, I think, from Scooby-Doo that I'll be able to interview. I'm hoping to interview Fred. Anyways, that's a side side uh, side note there. Uh, joining me, as always, is my co-host, the man who likes to spin it in his favor, Johanny Oreana. How are you, sir? What's up, everybody? It's week one. This is Johanny at Johan24. Uh, God, I've been waiting for this uh, my whole life. Yeah, well... We were we most of us were waiting for Saturday our whole life um, because it was really nice. Not you, though. You were the only one that probably wasn't. But we are uh, we're going to do a little post draft episode time to take a look at what uh, how the draft went. Uh, surprises, shockers, uh, winners and losers. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so, sir, how do you feel post draft? Like, do you feel like I feel like it's a part of the roller coaster where you're about to fall off you know not fall off but like where you're about to go down that first dip like uh i feel pretty good uh my running backs that i drafted i don't know i like them both but they both have potential to fall off like you said like a roller coaster (laughs) nervous Uh, that's how i feel that's how my draft went is just nervous like it looks good but something (laughs) yeah listen most of us are pretty confident in, in who we picked uh uh, some of us made some questionable decisions. We'll figure it out. But but first off, uh, it was a beautiful day. Shout out to Juan for uh, hosting. It was a beautiful area. And, and, and you know what? With all my gripes about the indoor setting uh, because of the fact that we couldn't drink, uh, kind of went away because it felt really cool inside there. I was really happy to be, in, be inside versus outside when we were eating hamburgers. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so shout out again to Juan. Uh, for for the awesome hosting and the burgers were freaking delicious. Why? Because they were made right then and there by the hands of Juan, and I believe German's fingers also got in my meat as well. Um, but yeah, they're really good, so I can't complain on that. Yeah, and uh, it was fun times. So, but it started off uh, with something that we've all been planning for, waiting for, and I'm not gonna lie, you got it rough. <laughs> you got it real rough. With a lovely diva splash. How was it, sir? Tell us what was going through your mind the, the, from from pitcher one, from just before pitcher one. Uh, I really didn't have any expectations. Um, I knew it was going to be bad. I prepped myself to be bad. Um, there was just one thing that I screwed up, and I wish I could have found my own goggles, but I got the ones with the little <laughs> holes on top, and guess what? I had some of that juice inside of my eyes. And... Of course. Why did you do uh... that? Why didn't you get the – I went to the 99-cent store and got swimming goggles. I couldn't find a 99-cent store. or Actually, I didn't trust the 99-cent store. Oh, okay. That's what it was. I was like, Home Depot's got to have something good. It's Home Depot. 
Yeah, but they well, have that. Hole. But you saw the holes at the top. What made you think that the holes were going to be like, literally? Like, I just picked it out and then ran out. Oh, okay. So you didn't pay attention. Got it. There you no. go. Uh, my question was answered. <laughs> so okay. All right. Very well. Uh, when you uh, now you chose to not wear as many clothes as I did. I went the opposite direction as you. I I I covered up and I tied up as much as I possibly could. You wide open. Why why was that your choice? Uh, I felt it uh, just wash off faster. Uh, a, wash off and then just run off faster. Um, if I would have had a shirt on, then all that stickiness would have been on me. Uh, soaked, all that stuff. Uh, that was my thinking on it. Okay. That, that makes sense. Okay. That's a good, that's a good, that was a good strategy, I will say, actually, now now that you explained it. Um, because I was able to go into a dress <laughs> before beforehand so that's why i was i covered up and i said i'm gonna ditch these clothes uh but because i wore a dress that's why i was able to do so you didn't have that same deal so you uh, i i see why you went the way you went i may have messed up had i i may have messed up had i not been able to get into a dress so we'll see but i like how i did it because it helped me out quite a bit uh but did it affect your draft do you feel it affected your draft at all not at all. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't feel that same way. Either. I'm, I'm able. I'm able to tune it out and, you know, just get it over with and then move on to the next. Um, I do want to say, looking at, at looking back at the video, and then remembering it, the third picture was grotesque. What was the third um, picture? It was. Uh, I believe it you was, know what was funny? vitamin water, uh, crema. It was. It was, it was. It was vitamin water, crema, some milk that was on the outside, and Parmesan cheese. As well as, no, I think the fourth picture was fish oil or fish, yeah, fish, fish sauce. That was the fourth one, yeah. That was, so that third one, yeah, that was pretty. Uh, I think the vitamin water pushed it over the top. I gagged. I don't know why. I couldn't smell it, but I gagged. It was probably the crema. I felt like I was gonna throw up. <laughs> I want. I'll attribute that to the crema. But although Parmesan, I love Parmesan. It smells like feet, though. So that could have been it as well. Uh. We'll see. Now, uh, I went with the thickness of peanut butter and jelly sandwich blended up with some oyster sauce. Um, I'm pretty proud of it. It was I was probably the thickest coating that you had dumped on you. How did that feel? How yeah. did it taste? Uh, it felt weird. Um, <laughs> it felt weird. It felt just, just, I don't know. I can't describe it. It was just, it was a weird feeling. It was solid. But yet runny. Yeah, yeah. And you're thinking the, the, the whole time I'm thinking my hair, my hair, my hair. I don't know <laughs> why you didn't shave. Your head. In fact, this is the longest I've seen your hair, and I was like, why did he do that? I have an advantage. Uh, I'm bald no matter what, whether I chose to be or not. So it was gonna come off me pretty cleanly. But did anything get stuck in your hair? Uh no. Uh, Thank you, Juan. You hosted a great uh, draft, and at the same time, you gave me that hose, and that hose was powerful and rinsed all my hair off, all the junk out of my hair. Uh, just advice for uh, anybody that wants to invest in the future. Uh, highly recommend it because uh, I got my three-second-round draft picks. Uh, it was quick, disgusting, but tolerable. So if anybody's thinking of investing in their future, I'm all for it. Um, I'm not. <laughs> Listen, tanking sucks. Uh, you skew everything when you tank, so don't do it. 
Suppose tanking that... does suck. Investing, Investing, however, is different. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, I believe... I don't care about the children. I just care about their parents' money. I believe that's all Johanny cares about. You can't hear that, by the way, but I pressed <laughs> the button. So, <laughs> sorry, I had to press something. Uh, anyways. Um, okay, so... Uh, going on, uh, first off, um, this is our first time that was using the sleeper app and our other, the other software that we used. I have a criticism. Yes, I understand that we don't have the music intro playing if we use the sleeper app. Um, but that thing, the, the, the software that we use is so complicated if we make a mistake. That's my feeling on it. What is your feeling? Uh, it is a little tough. Um, as I made mistakes on Sleeper, it was easy to just click on it, remove player, add another player, pause it. Um, real simple with software. Um, although, yes, the the little ticker on the bottom, the what's next or who's next, the obviously the music is awesome, but it's just it's not really user friendly. Um, German keeps talking about Sleeper is not user friendly, but yet he's able to access everything. Um, on a moment's notice, but the fan draft was really hard to to control, maneuver, all that stuff. Well, now that I'm using the sleeper app, I will say it is definitely. It's I agree with German. It's definitely not user friendly. At least it's not intuitive. You have to kind of play with it a bit to to, to understand it. And I still don't know how to change the character's name. Like I have to be taught that. Which I don't. If an app doesn't make it easy for me to find out how to use certain things. Uh, I, I give it a little bit of a minus. Um, obviously, changing my little character or, or even changing the name of a player, giving a, a player a nickname, um, if it's not that easy for me to figure out and I still haven't figured out the nickname thing, I want to see if I can figure it out myself before I just before I look online. But uh, those things are not important. Um, so I guess, I know those things aren't very important, but it's it, it helps to add to the fun of the app. Uh, Yahoo, it was pretty simple. Uh, I had I didn't need to be taught anything at all, actually. Um, but I, the basics, I will say, the, the 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 key the key things of trading, and and all that and and drafting all that stuff, pretty simple, pretty user friendly. So that's the most important part because of the fact that without those things, we can't really draft or, or play the game. So all the things that I, all the components that I have are more, I guess, cosmetic and just additional add-ons. Does that make sense? Yeah, and if you need help in the future, just let me know and I'll guide you. Oh, I know. I mean, I know I could ask somebody, but the, uh, that's what a criticism from somebody who... I love technology. I, I oh, yeah. go through technology all the time. That's criticism for somebody who's like, if you're trying to make this so that way everybody can use it, you need to change some things up or at least make it a little bit easier yeah. to figure it out. I get your point. I do. That's all. All right, sir. So we had 14 teams, 15 rounds each. Everybody made decisions. Some were good, some were bad. So I want to go into winners and losers, sir. Who is your winner for the draft? Uh, the winner for this draft, Prestige Worldwide. Um, he made that questionable uh, draft pick in the second round by drafting Melvin Gordon. And we're looking at each other like, why are you doing that? You know, he's not going to play till probably week 10, week 11. But as you look down his draft, you look at Julian Edelman. Um, he's got Cam Newton, Alvin Kamara. His starting running backs are Alvin Kamara and James Conner. Edelman and Alshon Jeffrey as his wide receivers. The only questionable thing is uh, 
Uh, Tariq Cohen that he currently has on the flex when he could potentially play Dante Pettis, who's starting this week. Um, but the point is that he drafted somebody in the second round that he could because the rest of his draft was just amazing and impeccable. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. Definitely Prestige, I felt, had a very good, very solid uh very solid choices and yeah Melvin Gordon was a gamble but like when you have Alvin Kamara and James Conner Melvin Gordon's on your bench are you kidding me <laughs> that's great uh and you still have Tariq Cohen uh and uh, yeah I mean it's it's not Sunday I'm sorry it's not Thursday yet so he hasn't he doesn't have to set anything but uh Cam Newton was actually the quarterback I was shooting for but there was no way I was going to draft him in that in that round that he got him in um but uh I think his his overall picks and everything was pretty good pretty solid um he did well yeah yeah i mean uh it's definitely a team to, it's a strong team a team to look out for and he will he could potentially have three top running backs on his team if elvin gordon is able to get his shit straight basically now with that said who is your Loser. Uh, that'll be Carbon Jixer. Yes. Um, now, is it Jixer? I always say Gixer. Is it Jixer really, though? Jixer, yeah. Okay. Anyways. Uh, they, I mean, they say it both ways. I learned it as Jixer. Um, it doesn't really matter. How you, potato, potato. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Anyways, Carbon Jixer, what did, uh, uh, why do you feel he messed up? And I'll tell you why I feel he messed up. Uh God. Can I start with his sixth pick? Like, why are you drafting? He's talking about investing in the future, but Nick Chubb is going to be there for years to come. A. Nick Chubb doesn't have any prior records like Kareem Hunt, who's a woman beater. B. C. He's not even going to play till week. He's suspended for eight games. They have a bye week nine. Well, You're telling me so, that he's going to so split he showed me week something. 10? No, he, he's not. He showed me something that said that they had a buy in week 7. But I still don't oh, think week that seven. Aff- yeah, you're right. I still don't th- I still don't think that that affects how when he comes back in. He's not coming back until week 10 if that's the case. No matter what. Mm-hmm. And I had that conversation with him. <laughs> I said, "What are you doing? Uh, why did you do that?" He goes, "Don't worry, don't worry. At the end of the season people are going to want to trade." It's the fact that he didn't have anybody else on his bench. First, like he his next top running back ended up being Jordan Howard, and then Deion Lewis, which I I mean I Deion Lewis is okay, but they're not they're nowhere near number one. Kareem Hunt would be the number one. Jordan Howard hasn't been number one for a while. I'm not a fan of Jordan Howard. And he's gonna split carries with the rookie Miles Sanders. Deion Lewis is currently behind Derrick Henry and Ronald Jones, who was a major bust year one. We don't even know if he's gonna try to. Or he's going to make it out week or year two. And then Giovanni Bernard at the end, Malcolm Brown. Um, all these are backups. That's all they are is backups. And then dropping the kicker in the 11th round again. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He really you know, wanted to break no, the leg, man. He's got four really good receivers, but you can only play three. So I mean, no, that's not that's his, okay. But the thing is, he has only three good wide receivers right now. I don't consider Antonio Brown in that category because of the fact that he's having so many issues right now. I don't even know what's going to happen with him once the season starts. But having him yeah, on the bench, his, his, not too bad. 
But still, nonetheless, four wide receivers starting off, and then Kareem Hunt. If he didn't choose Kareem Hunt, if he had went with who was his other option? Rashad Penny was after James White, even. But then he went. No, not James White. He was a keeper. Oh, James, I was keeping never mind. Sorry. Uh, Tony yeah. Pollard might have been a good one too. Um, I guess I don't know. It's the fact that he went with Jordan Howard. Uh, the fact that he didn't. I guess he didn't really have much of a choice afterwards at that point. So I see why he went Kerm Hunt. But damn, <laughs> damn. Uh, all right. That was right. a wasted pick. Yeah, and then the eleventh round kicker. Just uh, I'm here's the thing. Anybody who picks a defense or a kicker before uh the 14th round i don't know why you do it um but that's just me uh the one the one surprise i guess we'll go into the surprises next uh that i saw was travis kelsey going in the first why is that uh i think just that's still even travis kelsey is going good uh travis kelsey is obviously like top um i don't know if he was first round pick I don't know about first round pick. Uh, I think that was just too too much of a too high of a price. But if he brings up the same numbers, then I get then then I'm okay with it. But the fact that he came he went out in round one is very surprising. How about you? Any surprises for you? So, so he told me his rationale behind it, and I actually kind of agree with it. Probably was too high, and he could have probably gotten him in the second round. Um, but it was so close to his next pick that I guess it didn't matter. But I understand his reasoning. Yeah. He's got Patrick Mahomes as his uh, keeper. So you have that tight end quarterback stack, and Mahomes is a beast out of this world throwing a million TDs. Yeah. He's going to catch half of those million TDs. So I, I get it. I probably would have got him in the second round, but I get it. No, no, I, it's not. It's, it's absolutely not like a, a negative. It's, it's a, it was, to me, it was more of a little bit of a gamble. But you're right. His second yeah. round was like just a few picks away anyways. So Travis Kelsey in the first, I guess, doesn't really mean that much. I mean, who would he have gotten – before that, he could have gotten Carson. He could have gotten Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Uh, could you have Tyreek Hill? Oh yeah, he could have gotten Tyreek Hill. Um, he Hill's probably going to score way more points than Kelsey because wide receivers usually do. No, um, Kelsey's Kelsey's a beast. I, I would go tr- Kelsey over Hill. But yeah, uh, but it is a surprise. Yeah. All right. Who's your surprise? Uh, my surprise is Duke Johnson by Broncos Empire in the third round. Um. You had Darius guys, Miles Sander, Mark Ingram, uh, these workhorse backs that are going to be for their team. Duke Johnson was just traded to Houston. I get that Lamar Miller went down, but he's not a really he's not a three down back to warrant the third round pick. Um, he's more of a pass catching back who um, hasn't much hasn't done much as a uh, as far as a whole body of work as for a running back. So that was. A surprise and questionable pick for uh, Broncos Empire, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's a gamble, but I don't think it's too bad of a gamble. Uh, you know, he's probably going to get a lot of work because of the whole Lamar Miller thing. So uh, he's, I think he's good to go. Um, it's just the question becomes, you know, can will he understand the program? Will he understand the whole the whole scheme of things by the time the season starts? That's that's where the gamble is. But if he can, if he can, if he can, you know get things down pat pretty good he'll be fine i think he'll, i think it's probably a very very good investment not gonna lie but um but yeah it was a bit uh, it was a little bit risky a little bit risky i feel my 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 first pick my number one pick is risky 
because uh, it's Todd Gurley. <laughs> and as great as he is, we know his issues. But I, I couldn't pass him up. He got all the way down to me. And, I'm, and I was in all of my mock drafts. I had been planning on going wide receiver first. Mainly, okay. uh, well, because I Gurley was available. And so many people uh, got a wide receiver in the first round. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting almost an all running back first round. But the fact that there were there were two very good running backs, in my opinion, available in my first two picks, I went with that because, as we know, running backs are very, very important to any any fantasy team, probably more so than any other spot. Um, so I, I was very surprised that you took Chris Carson. I'm not. I know because you picked him. I wanted him really bad. Yeah, I was for sure thinking he's gonna fall to me, and then you got him, and I was like, oh. "Which pick would you have taken him?" Because you had three second round picks. So which one would you have? Your first pick, second pick, or third pick? It would have been my second because I had been coveting uh, Mike Evans for the longest. Okay. Overall, I'm pretty impressed with most people's uh, pick. Even even to an extent, Ricky's um, Ricky's team. Even though he was pretty far out, you know, pretty far away, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how how his team plays out because uh, I I don't know exactly how it worked out, but he did a couple of good moves. Um, or I don't know if it was JC or him, but I think it I think it's going to be interesting to see, especially since he was. You see my power rankings on him. Yeah, I know, I know, I saw them, but I'm saying I'm saying that the fact that he wasn't there, not bad, not a bad thing. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Anything else that you want to say on these surprises, the winners, the losers, anything else? No, that's it. All right. So um, we we have on here, you want to talk about the fun of live drafting. So why, I think it's one of the greatest things in the world. I think it's great as long as you're not at the barbecue making hamburgers. I think it's fine. I think it's really nice that you're able to do all those things. But um, – I did. I, I don't mind online. I mean, here's the thing. I don't mind online anything uh, just because of the quickness and, get, and how to get it over with and all that stuff. And you're able to do a lot more drafts that way, I feel. But uh, but the live draft, yeah, it's definitely an epic party. Uh, it's nice. Um, we'll keep it going for the time being. Just hopefully I don't have yeah. to go out to, uh, out the to whole, Anaheim. Uh, the, the whole hamburger thing by Juan... I think he botched that. I mean, why are you going to leave? When we started, why are you going to decide to leave the draft to start making the burger patties when we could have done it at halftime? Um, we spent, what, an hour, hour and a half uh, right before the third round? Uh, I feel... Uh, doing all that. So, he, uh, yes, he got angry um, because, because they called him unwarranted, I think. But why are you going to leave? We have 14 other people right there that can help you out, make these hamburgers, make the whole experience pretty awesome, and then you're going to leave during the during the draft. I mean, I think the plan. Was, uh, I, think, I feel that was on him. I think the plan was a good plan in terms of timing, but we were going really fast through our draft. We 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 went quick, much quicker than I thought. I didn't even really need a bathroom break. I took one, but I didn't really need a bathroom break. I can see why he why that didn't really work out in in the way he thought. The other thing is, I don't know if your grill is hot enough, <laughs> but but we'll see. Uh, I could have cooked some of the burgers faster. But there we go. Uh, but Juan, it still was an epic epic live draft. Uh, and again, awesome. I, in my opinion, awesome. the best food we've had so far. So. I can't really knock it too much because it was really good burgers. Those burgers were good. Yeah, it was amazing. It was delicious. 
Um, outside of that, I think what we um, I'm looking forward to future draft uh, future draft places uh, spots. I don't know how I'm feeling about Vegas. Maybe a bit out of my uh, out of my wallet zone, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, German and I actually have come up with a Vegas idea that we will roll out pretty soon. So. Again, if I win, which I think I will, it will not be in Vegas. It will not be in Vegas. It will not be be in Vegas. Oh, you have a di- you have a secondary you have a different plan than what you've been pitching. Uh, I'm gonna have to come up with another plan. Okay. If I win. All right then. Uh, I already know what I'm gonna do if I win for the for the draft position games and all that stuff. So I'm I'm excited. I'm hoping for a championship this year. I want my name on that belt, uh, mainly because. It's ridiculous. It's too belt. It's fun, but it's ridiculous. All right, moving on to the next one. Uh, first trade already happened this season. Yeah, very surprising. <laughs> so uh, explain, explain. First off, I was a little bit confused. I don't. Um, that's the one thing I'm a little confused with. Uh, it kind of it doubles up when you, when you see the trades in sleeper because you see one person. I don't know, just seeing that double, it, it could just be as simple as this person went to this team, this person went to the other team. Simple trade, but they kind of like do, do this person dropped it, this person picked it up, this person dropped it, this person picked it up. I don't know, it's extra. But anyways, it's a little bit confusing when I see it, but I'm getting used to it. Uh, can you explain the first trade of the season? Uh, yeah, and I actually get the whole point behind it. Uh, Juan actually didn't have any... Uh uh, decent enough wide receivers to sustain his team for the rest of the season. So he went after Josh Gordon and by the, uh, the round exchange, I'm assuming that Juan initiated this, uh, trade talks with, uh, Matadors, uh, cause he gave up a 10th round pick, including LaShawn McCord for Josh Gordon and a 13th round pick. Um, however, the deal makes sense for all parties. Especially with uh, uh, Damian Williams now sharing the backfield with LaShawn McCoy, um, I think it's a good deal for everybody. All right, I mean, I have no opinion. I feel it was too early for a trade, but as you said, they each had a hole to fill, and they filled each other's holes. So good for them. Uh, now, the te- what surprises me is that it's a tenth. It was a tenth pick and a thirteenth round pick trade, as well. Uh, so, in your opinion, you think? Do you think? Josh Gordon was worth a 10th round pick? I think he's worth a little bit more. Uh, it, no, he's probably worth more. We don't know. He, he hasn't played much since 2012. He came back last year and then had to go back on the commissioner's exemplars for being stupid. Um, he's off of it now, so he's going to play this Sunday. Um, we'll find out. He's got the talent to be worth a higher draft pick. But he's shown to squander all that uh, with stupid stuff. Um, so I think it's I think it's a fair price, tenth round for a thirteenth round. I'm shocked that that foot let go of Shady McCoy. Uh, I know he loves him. I why he let him go? We'll see. Maybe he's maybe he's playing with his head and not his heart anymore. But he picked him because of his heart. I will say. Um, but we'll see what he happens. He does have running good running back choices though. He does. No, he does. I'm just shocked that he let go of that one. Just because of how much he loves him, like uh, if you if you ask me for Frank Gore right now, I'd say no. If you ask me for Frank Gore in like two or three weeks, because I see that he's not doing much, 
then probably. But right now I'm holding on to him because it's my heart. It's my heart. <laughs> All right, sir. Let's get into the power rankings for this 2019 season. Oh, this is the fun part because it's going to cause a lot of contra- controversy. Uh, a lot of owners are going to be hurt. Um, and that's okay. That's the whole point of this uh, to create. It's not even creating controversy. For I think this is obvious for the most part. Um, coming in at number 14, I mean, I think everybody would agree right now. Number 14, Carbon Jixer, especially the way he drafted the outlook for the rest of the season. Um, what do you think? Uh, I mean, as of right now, sure. But the thing is, we're talking about the guy who last year had, had like we thought had like the worst picks ever uh, for for a draft, and then he still made it to the playoffs. I can't knock anybody. I I don't know how you go over your power ranking or how you stat it all out. Um, so I'll go with it just because I did feel like he made that one huge mistake by getting Kareem Hunt. Thirteen rank is Moss TD. Um, is that the is that go the team ahead. name now? That's the team name now, Mas TDs. Excellent, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, so he's got a he's got a running back, Darius Geis, who actually I love, but I, I was going to pick him later in the draft, not in the third round. Um, T. Y. Hilton, who we don't know how he's going to do with Jacoby Brissett, um, Delaney Walker, who's coming off an injury, and then he's got Tony Pollard, who as of today, Zeke. Will, or if not, has already signed with the Cowboys to his lucrative contract. So Tony Pollard is going to be a non-factor now. Um, and then his bench is pretty disgusting to look at. Um, he's got nobody. If somebody goes down from a starting lineup, he doesn't really have any good players to fill in. Yeah, you know what? Uh, this is why I'm not really arguing too, too much. I Again, I felt he did okay f- for the fact that he wasn't there. Uh, where I'm agreeing with your ranking is basically he has... Um, he has Tony Pollard, and it was really high. Uh, and now it was a really high waste in terms of that. So he and 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 his backups behind that uh, weren't that great, weren't that great of a choice to begin with. I mean, he could have had, he could have had Adrian Peterson. Let's say, well, actually, he probably could have had Chris Thompson above Adrian Peterson. But anyways, uh, he could have had Devin Singletary. That's a big one too. Uh, and who else? Yeah, he could have had a few other choices. Yeah, but it's, all about, it's all about doing the homework. You know, you could have gotten Justin Jackson as well, especially in the next round. Um, he's going to be playing a lot this season, especially since Melvin Gordon is not going to play till week nine, week ten. Um, so that could have been a good insurance, but um, his team looks weak. Okay. I have no arguments against it. Uh, all right. who uh, Who's up next above above Mas uh, uh Keep it in the family. Haminator's at 12. Uh, God, his draft was atrocious. Uh, he got how many Raider players did he get? That That's was my issue. Uh, you only got a few, <laughs> a, a few of them. Uh, that was my issue, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was more than more than he should have, and it wasn't the one I w- the. There was only one I would have chosen from the Raiders, and that's Antonio Brown. Everybody else hasn't proven themselves to be a worthwhile pick at all. He actually wised up because he dropped DeAndre Washington. I saw. And picked up DeMarius. Yeah, he picked up DeMarius Thomas, but, oh, God. So how's the rest of the season going to be? You know, is he going to pick more Raider players? Well, he has a risk. they're not going to do well this year. He has a risk with OBJ. It's a huge risk. I think his, uh, 
let's see. His, it's, I think his solid choice oh, was no, Travis Kelsey. Oh, he didn't have uh, Odell. Oh, sorry. He didn't have Odell. That was uh, that was Matadors. Never mind. So scratch that. Sorry. I, it's just because he had it in that same round, and that's how I see it on the sleeper app. You don't. You can't see the the actual official uh, choices. Anyways, um, so Travis Kelsey's first pick, good, um, especially with that Pat Mahomes, uh, with that Pat Mahomes um, combo. But outside of that, it's not extremely strong. Um, I guess I mean Jordan Reed's you not too Corey bad. You got Corey Davis who sucked. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, I think he's fine where he's at in terms of your power rankings. I, I forgot he got Tyrell Williams too. Oh my goodness, it's yeah. God, this lineup is god awful. Yeah, he had three Oakland Raiders. Uh, Matt Burita, risky choice, but I commend him uh, for taking that one. I was gonna, I was gonna take him if he hadn't taken him. Um, but it's, again, it's all risky. Anybody on the Niners and anybody on the Oakland Raiders right now is a little bit of a risk just because we don't know what's happening. But um, above, above Haminators. Uh, the eleventh rank is Luchadores Gueros. Um, his draft was a little. Where is he at right now? Uh, he's the fourth Okay, so he he gambled with Zeke, and he's gonna get Zeke. Um, but other than that, he didn't have a second round or a fourth round pick. Um, so I think that didn't help him much. And then his wide receiver core is he's got. Christian Kirk and Tyler Lockett starting. Lockett, I think, might break out, but we don't know. Christian Kirk, Kyler Murray is going to be attacked all game, especially if we, if the Raiders expose them a little bit in preseason. Remember, it's preseason again, but you're trying to do this air raid offense and you can't protect your own quarterback. I don't know if Christian Kirk is going to get anything. Daniel Mandola hasn't shown much in the past couple of years, and then his backup running backs are they're pretty bad. Well, who was his keeper? I know he traded for a keeper. Carry on Johnson. It was Carry on Johnson. Um, and 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 he had made a mistake because he had asked for Christian Kirk. I think at that yeah. time. I, I can literally see, he's got two great running backs, and then the rest of the team is a little iffy. He can have a Los Mineros moment from 2018. Uh, where it looks flashy with the running backs, and then the rest of the team is eh. Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. Again, he's been he's been the sneak. He he's been the guy that I I, I would rank him higher on the on the power rankings just because of his past history. Um, yeah, in the past he's uh, it looked like he drafted a little bit better than this year. I mean, he took a gamble with Zeke. It's paying off so far. Uh, Tyler Lockett. I I don't know how I feel about that one. Um, so I think the next one would be his car- his keeper, Carry On Johnson. Uh, I mean, with those two, and I guess Russell Wilson. Oh man, I don't know. Uh, it's a little it's a little iffy, but I I still don't I don't count him out just because of his past his history. He's he's he makes good moves. He really he he's able to trade and, and do what he has to do to to stay alive. He can, yeah. So I would I would rank him a bit higher. But who do you have above Luchadores? Luchadores is the champ right now at number 10, just outside the eight. Um, you know what? I think he deserves to be a little bit higher. Um, for some reason, I couldn't um, move him up, maybe above Broncos Empire, but Broncos Empire actually had a pretty decent draft. Um, number 10 is not indicative of what he can potentially do during the season. Yeah, um, he's It's just what is going on right now. 
Um, he's got a solid squad. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what you're ranking. I would have, I would definitely have him higher than where you have him at. But, uh, but I don't know what your, your formula is for the rankings. That's a wonderful secretive formula formula from the Russians. Yeah, (laughs) I can believe that. Uh, All right, so I mean, I have no issues with who Foot Clan drafted. I mean, too much. Uh, Yeah, I can't think of anything. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, But you just have him a little bit low. Um, I do think that's probably the one that we should probably change. But anyways, it's already there at number ten. Above him, we have Herman. Los Bukis, yeah. He is – he's another one where he can go either way. Um, I had him ranked lower, and then I looked at, okay, looked back at his uh, uh, squad a little bit, and it's actually pretty well pretty well um, drafted. Uh, I don't know about Geronimo Allison being his starting wide receiver. Um, he did pick up a little sleeper um, yesterday under the radar that nobody caught. Um, and Terry McCollin, he's going to be the other wide re- starting wide receiver for the Washington Redskins. Um, I don't know this. You know what? His his lineup looks like it's a boom or bust, and I just can't put it. I can't touch it. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Because if it booms, it's going to boom pretty big. If it busts, he's going to be number fourteen real soon. <laughs> but that's that's he's got I guess chance to be a number fourteen too. Yeah. No, uh, but yes, um, but no, I think I, I, I would go, I would err on the side of boom, uh, for that. So I can understand why he made his choices. Uh, I think, it, I think they're fine. Uh, I have no issues with his, uh, with his pick. I just have issues with his trades from last year. I mean, he wanted Carson once. Why didn't he get, uh, <laughs> uh, he just didn't do his research. Anyways, I have issues with his trades from last year, but this year I don't have too much of an issue with any of his any of his picks, but Geron- <laughs> see, I know he chose Geronimo Alice Allison, but the other half is it was he still has he still has Tariq Hill, he still has Emmanuel Sanders, he has he has a lot of other people. So Geronimo Allison is kind of like last on the uh, which is fine. I think he's okay. Yeah. All right. Above him. Um, oh, do you have anything else to above say? Above him, uh, Broncos Empire. Um, he has surprised. He decided to stay away from his Broncos uh, fandom. I am shocked uh, about that too. He uh, he really focused on uh, on his draft this year. I feel he did. He's got a solid lineup. He, the wide receivers are good: DeAndre Hopkins, Robert Woods, um, Jared Cook. If he can build a uh, a nice little relationship with Drew Brees, he can stand out as well. Peyton Barber is starting running back right now. I don't think Ronald Johnson Ronald Jones is going to do anything. Um, and then Tom Brady, I mean, that guy is younger than me right now and he plays so much better and he's, I think Broncos empire is going to surprise somebody or the league finally and have his first winning season. All right. Very good. And above him, we have Habla Mierdas. How do you feel they did? Habla Mierda. That was a, let's see, let's pull that guy up because I don't even have him up. No worries. Uh, first round, David Johnson. Um, second round, Joe Mixon. Then Kenny G, Calvin Ridley, Sony Michelle, David Njoku, Dak Prescott, Larry Fitzgerald, Golden Tate. Those are the two that I would question, but they're also good. They're probably on his, they're on his bench anyway, so that's fine. Uh, Greg Olson uh, as a backup 
tight end. Phillip Rivers as a solid quarterback. Why he chose Prescott over Rivers, I don't know. Uh, I feel Rivers is probably a better better quarterback. Seahawks defense, Carlos Hyde, uh, Jalen Hurd, and and Brett Mayer. Uh, he's, he's got a nice running back core right now with David Johnson, Joe Mixon, and his flex with Tony Michelle, which was his keeper. Um, uh, you know what? All these guys are pass catching, or except for uh, Sony Michelle. Yeah. The other two, they're pass catching backs too, so that can improve his squad. Philip Rivers did well last year. Um, his wide receivers are a little bit iffy, but I think they're good enough to keep his team afloat. Um, and that Seattle defense, especially getting um, Jadavian Clowney, uh, that's a great pickup right there. See, I think with the exception, he's got a solid team. Yeah, he's got a solid team, with the exception of a couple that are probably going to do really well. They're just they're just solid. None of them are going to do anything too amazing, in my opinion. So I think where you have them ranked, good ranking. Uh, above. All right, next up. Uh, all right, I apologize. No, no, no. I was going to say above him. Next up, we have Techno Vikings. Techno Vikings, and this is your rival right here. Yes. Um, how do you feel about that? Fine. <laughs> The week, week one to me is always like uh, it's a, always a coin toss. You don't really know anything until until week one. Uh, week two, three, four, that's when you make your moves. So it's a coin toss as to whether or not yeah. I'm going to win. Uh, Techno Vikings, he's got a solid team. Adam Thielen, Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey combining with James White. Um, Vance McDonald, this is where I'm, I question it. He, uh, he's another player that's a boomer bust. Um, if he can build a good relationship with Ben Roethlisberger and say, hey, you know what? Give the Antonio Brown targets to me. I'll take you to the promised land. He can do something. Well, um, well here's the thing. As we've learned from the other podcast uh, to which this is uh, kind of going after trying to, uh, fantasy footballers, don't. according to the stats, tight ends basically all do the same. Like, Like, you can't. None of them are extremely great except for the top three, which all got taken in the first three in the first three uh, choices. Um, my only issue with him getting Vance McDonald was it was too early. In my it was in the fifth round, I would have waited a little while, and if I didn't get him, I didn't get him, which is what ended up happening. My my two tight ends that I ended up getting, I was fine, and I got him way in the eleventh and twelfth round, me personally. But anyways, um, that's my only issue with Vance, but other than that, he's got a really solid team. Uh, but we'll see how Matt Ryan Yeah, is. I like it, and I think if he keeps it up, uh, he might punch his first playoff berth this year, so we'll see. I just feel really bad if he has to actually use Derek Carr. That's the only thing that I feel awful about. Matty uh, so, <laughs> Ice, stay That healthy. was a fun surprise. Uh, that was interesting. Alright, uh, and then above Techno Vikings, we have me! Why was I worthy of of, yeah. of being in the top five? Uh, you have a solid lineup. Sterling Shepard is the only wide receiver in the in New York for the Giants. He's going to catch most of the passes. Him and Evan Ingram, um, Stephon Diggs. He's going to be a top twelve, top fifteen player uh, in the wide receiver position. Uh, and that was your keeper. And then you have the two running backs, Todd Gurley and Chris Carson. They run the ball a ton both in L.A. and in Seattle. And if they continue that trend, you're going to get a lot of passes. You're going to get a lot of rushes. You're going to get a lot of TDs. Um, and then your backup quarterback, I mean, he's underrated. Lamar Jackson, you can switch out 
Jared Goff and Lamar Jackson for each week situational, and you'll still be fine. Um, and then, you know, and then the heart. The heart. Yeah, and you know what? The heart, the heart actually has a bit of a bump uh, because of the whole LaShawn McCoy situation. So I can definitely check. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to see how he does. I would love to actually play him, but as of right now, I have to stick with who I got. Up on, yeah, I have to stick with definitely who I have right now. Uh, Kalen Balaj, I'm kind of interested to see just how he works out. Pretty interesting. We'll see how that plays out, especially if he splits carries with Kenyon Drake. Um, they're not going to have an O-line in Miami. They're, they, that's a tanking team right there. It you want to see a tanking team? That's a tanking team. It is, but um, so I had, we'll I had, see how Kalen Balaj does. I had faith in Kalen Balaj over, over Kenyon Drake, and I felt like that was going to get most of the touches. I should have gotten Matt Parita, though, but I was waiting for one more round. I thought he was going to go lower. <laughs> I think we were all waiting on one another round, and then stupid George got him. Yeah, right away. That was quick. All right. But I'm at the fifth. Where are we at with the fourth? Who's on our fourth? Or who's the fourth person? Raiders and Robbers. Uh, my favorite last year to win it. Uh, this year, God, he's got another solid lineup. I'm just looking at the first four right now. Drew Brees, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Keenan Allen. And then as I scroll up, his tight end was a little, uh, come I on, feel, man. Jason Witten. I feel he had two very risky picks. Marlon Mack and Kenyon Drake. Marlon Mack because of the simple fact that they don't really everything with with the whole Colts situation is just insanity right now. Uh, and Kenyon Drake, he's not he hasn't been utilized, and we don't even know if he'll if he'll be utilized. He has the talent, but we have to definitely keep an eye on that. So those two to me are were a bit risky for at least for the price that he paid for them. But uh, but should they pay off? Yeah, he definitely deserves at least uh, fourth fourth round right, ranking. Yeah, he got Marlon Mack in the third round. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to try to get him in the fourth round. I thought he might fall then. Um, I actually feel different about him. I think Marlon Mack is going to do pretty well. Um, they're not going to rely on Brissett's arm, I think. They're going to go back to the run game. Indianapolis finally has an old line to protect or to create lanes. Um, that's why everybody's surprised that Luck retired. But we get it. You get injured, and that's demoralizing. You get injured, that's and you don't story. recover. He never recovered. <laughs> yeah, and then that's demoralizing. Um, but I think Marlon Mack is going to get his carries. Um, I think he's going to come out of the backfield, too, and catch some passes. Um, I'm very high on him. Um, my only question was Jason Witten and that tight end situation. I think there were other tight ends that he could have gotten um, to serve better. But we'll find out during the season. But overall, as a lineup, this is one of the EMP favorites right here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he He's one of the people who had that the, he basically had the highest scoring uh, uh, season of last season. Uh, he was the highest scoring uh, team, um, almost broke a record, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see see this team play out. Above Raiders, Robert, Rodders, Raiders and Robbers, oh my God, uh, we have Los Mineros at number three. Uh, I will take this one. Uh, when you have three second round picks, if you're not top three, something went wrong. Basically, that's going to be my analysis for your team. Would you like to add on to that? Um... I'm very happy with my draft, as I stated earlier. Yeah. But I'm very scared with the players that I have. You shouldn't. I mean, look at you have, you you had three second round picks. Now, I don't I don't think you misplaced. Uh, 
I, I, Leonard Fournette to me is the questionable one. Outside of that, I think you're good. Uh, Leonard Fournette has always been a beast. And then last year, he just, um, I don't know if you read the article from Bleacher Report, um, but he said it himself. He was losing and he just gave up. Essentially, what he was saying is he gave up and then he realized he gave up and he went all out this offseason um, with a crazy, rocky, Balboa-style workout. Um, and he understood, he understands um, what transpired and he's trying to change it. And I'm banking off of that. Um, that he returns to his rookie form, to his LSU days. Um, I'm more worried about Devonta Freeman. Uh, he's been hurt the last two years, and then last year he went into IR uh, week, after week two. Um, he's an awesome, amazing player that can run the ball, catch the ball. Um, if he can stay healthy, I'm going to be lucky. If he doesn't stay healthy, I think I'm going to be in big trouble. Um. Yeah, very well. Uh, I I agree with I, I don't know about I don't know if I agree with Devontae Freeman, but I definitely I question Leonard Fournette's health. Not so much the fact that he gave up. He has to give up if he can't run. So there you go. Number two, in at number two, Matadors. Uh, two first round picks. Um, and and playing the rest of the and picks. Two third round picks. And two third round picks. So I think uh, he definitely. I agree with you. He def, he was, it was between him. And and prestige that I was going to pick the for the top, but prestige just had I feel has um has a slightly better outlook than uh than Matadors, but um I agree with that he definitely deserves deserves second round. I feel like the numbers between from from four till like eleven they could have all been interchanged, in my opinion. But number one and number two, yeah. uh, you definitely got it. Matadors they have a very solid team. Uh, anything in particular you want to highlight? God, uh, there's a lot. <laughs> He's got Devontae Adams, Odell Beckham Jr. He's got Baker Mayfield, two Odell, so you got you got the stack right there. He's got Zach Ertz, that's been amazing for the last three years. Chris Godwin, who's supposed to break out this year. Everybody has him as a breakout. Um, and then he just picked up LaShawn McCoy. I get it that he's the same as Damian Williams, but um, you, Will Fuller, that's a, that's a touchdown machine right there. Um, he's got a solid team. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be – It's uh, definitely it was hard. It was a, almost a coin toss. But we're going into number one, Prestige Worldwide. We already kind of discussed why we thought he, ha- he was definitely the winner. Uh, anything else you wanted to add on top of that? Uh, he's a beast, and if we're just basing off of – um, players and starters right now. He's a clear favorite for uh, EMP, EMP Bowl 7. Yep. Uh, and he would be a, a two-time champion as well, correct? Correct, if he does win. All right. Well, folks, we have our power rankings. Uh, before we head out, though, uh, we have a wh- – what do we have to look forward to this season in terms of just as a whole? Uh, we have the defending – the champ defending his title. Uh, and he could be the first and only three-time champion, two and three-time champion. Do you think? What do you think? How are you feeling about that? Uh, it's really hard, especially in a 14-team league. It's really hard to go back to back. However, it's been done. You can go back to back finals, uh, but to win it back to back, it's really tough. Um, I think we're going to have a new champion this year. I do see a team from 
uh, 14 to 10 to surprise us, and that 10 being our champ. So anything can happen this season. Fantasy is about studying. It's about luck. It's about fun. It's about cool. It's about getting together, enjoying. I love it. I'm excited. All right. And who is your game of the week for this first week in our EMP Fantasy League? My game of the week is Techno Vikings versus the Red Robins. Uh, and the power rankings rank fifth and sixth. Um, I think that first game right now is going to be awesome. And uh, I think you guys are going to have a close one. Uh, according to Sleeper, we're, we're, virtu- we're probably the closest out of all the other teams. It just seems that, that uh, in, the other te- in the other matchups, uh, somebody's definitely more dominant than the other one. Uh, I think the only closest... Oh, actually, never mind. Scratch that. I'm re-looking at it again. Uh, no. Uh, there are a few other games that are pretty close. But it's fun. I love playing Israel. Uh, it, it's interesting to see him playing fantasy football at all. I remember in high school, uh, when we all played football, he was the announcer. That's who. That's the position he chose, and he did very well at actually. Uh, him, him, and JC. But JC, we kind of kept on forcing into, into our high school games as much as we could. Um, but it was. Uh, it's fun to see him play. It's fun to see him uh, as a part of this, uh, and it's it's an honor to play him first week. Um, it'll be better to beat him first week. So there we go, folks. Thank you all so much for joining our EMP. Uh, post-draft week one podcast. Um, anything else you want to say before we head on out, Johanny? Uh, let's all have some fun. Yep, have fun, talk crap, taunt, and enjoy. Folks, we will see you next week with another EMP podcast. Stay tuned. <laughs>